0: Hey, this morning, I'm with Larry Gazzardo. Larry, thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. Larry is a practice consultant. He comes from the dental world. He's got lots of experience, coaching practices, consulting practices, built a uh, training company around what we're about to talk about. So uh, we're really excited to have him. And he's also uh, a speaker we're bringing in to the Mastermind in a few weeks. So the thing that is a hot topic right now as we were talking right before the call the let's zoom out for this audience real quick there are there are three big things there's probably 20 things that can be improved to get more better paying patients all the way through the process to surgery the three big things that i think the clinic has control of from a staff perspective are those touch points which is the first patient phone call right or the first point of contact could be a form sent in could be a phone call there's that big, big opportunity. So how the phones are answered and how emails are answered. Uh, number two is how the patient is communicated as that date to that first visit gets closer. So the communication there. And number three is when the patient actually walks into the clinic for that initial consult, there's all sorts of things that could, it could go poorly or could go amazing. And that's what affects the conversion rate from lead to consult to surgery and i think one of your the, the things i've listened to that you've put out uh, i think you really knock it out of the park is the no show cancel problem so let's zoom up to that one first and say even in the last couple of months i it seems like more and more practices are saying oh my gosh we we've always had some no show cancels but oh this last 6 months or this last 12 months it is getting out of control and we have our own personal theories on that, but I would love to have that conversation with you this morning and talk about how 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 do you start with a practice to say, yeah, you've got a no-show cancel problem, and here's why, and here's what to do
1: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? <clears throat> I'm not surprised you're having this issue. The public is enormously distracted today by a lot of things that are going on in the economy in the universe, uh, with the weather, <laughs> you know what I mean and and it has a big effect on people. And I think one of the things we have to realize is that, and we have to develop a mindset that when 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 people call us today, more than likely they haven't given any thought to calling you at all. Um, we kind of know this if we're talking amongst friends here. We know this because of the kind of silly questions that they ask. you know they they don't they don't make any sense. And we're trying to be polite and we try to answer all those questions. Are you open on Sunday? Do you treat dogs? Is your doctor nice? <laughs> yell at me? You know what I mean? Does the nurse drop things on my chest? You yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, 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 and we're trying to answer all those questions. Yes, no. Well, don't read everything. You, don't pay attention to what you read in the paper. You know, don't, don't worry about what you hear in the news. You yeah. know, the doctor is really nice. The point here that I'm trying to make is the conversation makes no sense conversation makes no sense. And so the patient doesn't know what's going on. And they say, okay, well, if if I think I want to make a call, uh, or, or make an appointment, I'll, I'll call you back. Yep. Or, or if they're in a different state, they may say, okay, well, um, let me make an appointment, because I'd like to talk with the doctor. But the problem for us is there's no commitment. There's no commitment there. And because there's, because there's no commitment, that's why they don't show up. And so the question you have to ask yourself is, how do I get commitment from the patient when I talk to them over the phone? Mm. And so what I would tell you is when you're talking to a stranger, one of the biggest myths that we have, one of the biggest myths are that people think you can do this with a script, you know, and, and they think that you can do this by finding a magic phrase or a magic word. And, and I'm not saying that words don't count. And I'm not saying that creating a script of your own doesn't help so that you you can anticipate what people are gonna ask you and you know what you're going to say. I'm talking about, and you gotta memorize, what am I supposed to say when somebody says X? You know you're gonna get in trouble because I haven't met anybody who says, oh, I just love talking to somebody who's stumbling over a script, you know? Because the person doesn't sound authentic. They don't sound sincere. We, we, we just know it. Matter of fact, we figure that out usually in about the first 10 seconds of the phone call, maybe even sooner that I think I got the wrong person here. So if I'm answering your question, the, the, reason wh- the number one reason why they're not coming in is because there's no commitment. And so the process that you use to answer the phone has to create curiosity. Because when somebody becomes curious about what's it going to be like to meet you, what's it going to be like to go to that office? What's it going to be like to meet this doctor? They start to wonder, what's it going to be like when I finally get healthy? And when they start, when they're curious that way, then they commit. Mm -hmm. And when they commit, they become compliant because now your directions make make sense to them. Like bring your prescriptions or tell me what your, what your diet was in the past yep. or, you know, tell me things that you've tried before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know sometimes they show up in the office and they go, what did you want? Yeah. I needed to do this. And you're thinking you're wasting all of our time.
0: Yes. absolutely. So, so,
1: so again, if I'm answering your question, it all has to, to do about how to get commitment. And I've kind of tipped it off a little bit. You, you start to get commitment from people when you sound the most natural. And you sound the most authentic, you know? So we we work on tone of voice. We work on what we want to say, you know? And so we really work on a technique of answering the phone, not asking you to memorize a, a, a script.
0: Yes. And how many clinics that you've worked with actually have any sort, you know, as you're hired to come into a clinic, first of all, how many clinics have anything to say about how the phone is answered other than, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelly and Brian answer the phone. So I'll go hang out with them and you'll figure it out. Basically, you just yep. say, ABC clinic, how can I help you? And that's yep. the end of it.
1: How can I help you? And then there's usually dead silence. Yes. And 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 so we have to remember, people don't give a lot of thought to call in your office. You think they would. You think they would. But since we all carry our phones around with us, most people call whenever it suits them. Yeah. And it might be when they're ordering lunch, you know what I mean? At the drive through we know this because we hear these conversations going on. No, 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 make it biggie size, you know, <laughs> while, while they're talking to you, yes. you know, and and so sometimes there's dogs barking in the background. You, you, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. that's part of the technique is how do you how do you control that kind of environment? But what I want your audience to hear is that people don't think about calling the office. That's our big problem right there. Uh, whenever they feel like they want to call driving in traffic, whatever it is, then then they're going to call. And because they don't give any thought to calling the office, they they don't ask the right questions. Yeah. And part of it probably is because they don't know what questions to ask. Yes. And so if they call us and they say, I want to make an appointment and we mm-hmm. don't know what to say. Well, there's a lot of emotion involved in communication. The patient definitely is more stressed than you are or or let's just say their emotion is higher than than what yours is going to be and so when you don't follow up very quickly with another question or another statement mm. or something you know somebody's going to fill that void absolutely and it's going to be the patient except the problem is remember they don't know what to ask us and 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 they don't expect to know what to ask us so they ask another stupid question mm-hmm. which usually unfortunately for us elicits another emotional response And that response is usually never polite. It's always something like, I got an idiot on the phone. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like we lose our cool with the patient. This person doesn't know what they want. No, they don't know what they want. They need our help. They don't give us the chance to like them. We're the ones who create that environment. And we're the ones who help them become flexible to agree with what we want them to do. I'm not, I'm not talking about making them do something they don't want to do. I'm talking about creating the flexibility where they think coming in for your appointment works for their schedule. Absolutely. If they commit to that, they're coming in. If, if, if I'm making any sense.
0: Yes. 100%. And yeah. you're right. What typically, and we've done a lot of mystery shop calls and set in clinics and typically exactly what you're saying. The phone is answered. No, the, Someone doesn't really know what to say. So, what it immediately turns into is, okay, yep, Larry, uh, date of birth and insurance card number. Right. Okay, we have an O. And it's like, yeah, especially in the world of bariatrics, this patient has a lot of things spinning in their mind. It is one of the most emotional decisions they could possibly make. And it seems like they're calling because there's a little bit of hope. And then when they get that, uh, it, it's just a complete turnoff. They thought they they might get something, some some promise, some hope, but what they get was, okay, do you have Blue Cross Blue Shield? Okay, well you know we don't take that, and that's just the end of the road.
1: Instead right. of right, and you this- probably and you probably notice nobody ever has their card with them, nobody knows what the ID number is. Yeah. they can't even remember their own social security number. You probably notice they almost always start to become resistant. Because they're sensing, why do you need this right now? Yes. Uh, And what I want your audience to hear is the reason why they're saying that is because emotionally, they haven't decided if they like you yet. Yes. Because there's nothing in collecting data. How old are you? How long have you lived there? What street do you live on? Any of that kind of stuff. Yep. None of that builds trust with a patient. And none of that gets a patient to like you. And, and I'm not talking about like like we're going to be best friends. I'm talking about the kind of like where they say, I think I called the right place. Yep. I think I'm talking to the right person. I like this person. You know what I mean? I'll answer their questions. I'll be honest with them yep. about what's going on with me. So 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 you're right. That's why I say there's a technique. It's not a script, but the technique has to bring down the emotion level of the patient the technique has to have the patient start to like you. This is an environment that the, that the person who answers the phone creates because the patient does not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when they start to resist, what you need to recognize is, I've just raised their emotion, you know? And if I don't get this emotion back down, I'm not gonna get the commitment from them that I need. They're mm-hmm. gonna go through the motions, a lot of us do it. We all know. Yep. Don't have to admit it, but we do. They'll go through the motions, but then they'll forget they ever spoke to you. You know what I mean? Or they just won't show up. And worst of all, they they won't refer to your practice at at all. You know, yeah. they won't they won't get excited about it. So so there has to be a technique there that creates the environment for the caller to feel like, oh, I called the right place. I'm talking to the right person. I could tell by the questions that this person is asking me, and it's not about your phone number. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not your email address. That's excruciating. I I joke about it all the time because, you know, years ago, everybody's name was Smith and Brown and Jones. Now you have names like (laughs) Gazardo out there. And so you say, you know, hey, can I have your name? I'm Larry Gazardo. Bajardo, Lazardo, Lizardo, Gizit, <laughs> Grizzard, Gruzzard, Gizit, did, did. Let that go. Yes. Just remember Larry. Yes. Larry, thank you for calling, Larry. I'm going to take care of you. You called the right place because I can answer all of your questions. Larry. Yeah. We'll get all those boring details like, how do you spell my name? Yeah. And how do you really say? We could do that later but right now arguing over how to spell my name or even getting my email address too soon do you know how excruciating that is sometimes yes. if you listen to calls you know what i'm talking about absolutely because you know not everybody has just a clean cut email address yeah and and so it's like okay we're killing this patient yes <laughs> we're yes. killing this patient
0: absolutely and in the you know in sales training we were taught the importance of mirroring and matching you take that, it, I know it's not a sales event, but it is a event to, uh, like you said, it's not our job to talk someone into doing something they don't want to do. It is our job to help them quickly know the right questions to determine, hey, this is a great decision for me, or I didn't know that. I'm not coming in. Don't put me on the schedule. That's just as much of a win. Um, but you take, you know, on the phone, you take the whole physical cue and, you uh, you know, visual context out of it. All you have is your voice to get this person or your voice and your questions and your comments to right. get this person in just a couple minutes to say, "Hey, I wasn't really sure about this, but man, I'm actually very excited to go next Tuesday, and I can't wait
1: and the only way they're going to feel that way, unfortunately, for us, is if they think they like or they feel like they like the person that they're talking to. yeah, and it is a challenge. You've probably all heard the studies, you know, People size each other up very, very quickly when they meet you physically. The studies say probably within the first 40 seconds. And we're never very generous in the way that we size people up, unfortunately. But they say that when we hear people just, you know, through their their sound, um, they make up their mind within usually the first six seconds Hmm. about whether they like the person, they think they're nice, educated, live in a great neighborhood. Whatever mm. you know what I mean, because your voice evokes some kind of picture in their in their brain. So um, uh, we we have to remember that we only. But again, the technique, when it's done correctly, the technique helps you with your tone of voice. It helps you adjust it. Mm-hmm. Just like you're, you're you're talking about mirroring and matching, um, um, I I think that that is a good technique to do. Um, it's not about persuasion, it's not about manipulation, it is all about emotion. Because when we mirror and match the person, we all know, like likes like. Yeah. Everybody likes being around people that are like them. That's what makes us feel most comfortable. And so one of the big challenges that we have in all of our communication is that if I'm a really loud talker, you know what I mean? And I'm talking to you on the phone, and I'm talking to somebody who's a quite a kind of a quiet talker. Yes. My loud talking is raising their stress level. And if I want them to communicate better with me, I'm going to have to lower that stress level. Yep. And the only way I can do it on the phone is by this like mirror and matching. Yes. I take your phrase, if I could recognize, oh, I speak a lot louder than the person that I'm talking to. What if I just lower my voice a little bit, just so that this person's you know, can get comfortable with me. Because once we get comfortable with each other, then we can be ourselves. Yes. But what we have to remember is people don't automatically become comfortable with you because what they're looking for is somebody who's like themselves. Mm-hmm. Their, their pace of their speech, the tone of their speech. I'm using volume as an example, but it's a great one on the phone. Yeah. Usually we turn them off because we either speak too low, we speak too loud uh, or too high. You know yep. what I mean? Or maybe our voice trails off at the end. Like, well, it's nice talking to you now. You know, it kind of sounds yep. like a question. Makes you sound more youthful than what you might really be. So so I think that those, again, those are good techniques uh, that, that, that that help you. But yeah. the key here is whatever we do has to create an environment where the patient believes they now have the choice to decide whether they want to come to your office or not. When they make that decision, they're, they're, they're going to show up.
0: Yeah. What are some, and you, I know your deep expertise is in dental, but give me an an idea. We, in our, in our uh, niche, we have a clinic that will have 90% of their patients show up. And then we have a clinic that has 50% no show cancel rate. And what do you see after some, and I think people get, I think they get in number one, they don't know what it's costing them because if there's any place that the surgeon and the clinic administrator don't go and spend time, it's, you know, sitting at the front, listening to the phone being answered. So they don't know that every three days they're actually missing a fantastic cash pay patient, you know, three, four, five, six of those a month. uh, Not, not accounting the burden of staff for no shows, cancels, open spots on the schedule, people who show, you know, it's, it's one of the most expensive problems that's invisible that exists. And I think clinics who hear this and say, you know what, we could change the game here just by working on our phone skills. I think a lot of them assume, yeah, we just, we don't have time for that. We probably have the wrong person in the wrong seat. It's going to take months and months and months of training. What in your experience, what is it like for a clinic who says, okay, we want to change. What are the, what are the steps? Just give me an example of a clinic that you consult with.
1: Well, the steps are not that complicated um, to, to follow. And there's just a few of them. And there's not a whole lot you have to memorize other than just the technique itself. But what I'll say is if somebody tells me I'm having a problem, particularly with broken and canceled appointments, I would say they probably have some kind of system in place that that makes the patient feel like they're being punished. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. don't have a system in place that kind of trains them to keep the appointment now for a brand new patient for a brand new patient the technique has to create curiosity for the patient if it does not they will not commit none Mm -hmm. of us do Mm -hmm. we all get excited when we get an invitation and it says cocktail and hors d'oeuvres dinner dancing the lights whatever we that we get excited about if we just get an email that says come over friday at eight o'clock well if another offer comes along we're probably going to take it You get what I'm saying?
0: Yes, absolutely. Whatever
1: we do doesn't create curiosity. We're we're not going to commit to it at all. And and when we're talking particularly to new patients, the system can't have the patient feel like they're being punished. So if we take deposits, if we collect credit cards, I don't see anything wrong with those things, but there's a way to do it. So the patient doesn't feel like you're punishing me. Mm -hmm. If if I'm making any sense.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: usually the biggest difference because we hit, kind of get like a nurse ratchet on the phone and it's all name rank serial number show up on time don't be late blah 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 doctor yes. gets pissed off when people don't show up yep. blah, 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 and they think well screw you I'm not coming anyway yep. you know
0: yeah and if you don't show up your we'll, charge you, friends, you, we'll, char- we'll charge you yeah we'll charge you 50 bucks if you don't show up so how do you like how do you like the start of this relationship
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like I'm I'm in trouble now
0: yes yes you know
1: I mean so again with the because the technique brings down emotion because when there's high emotion, you're naturally going to get resistance. Um, our bodies are built that way. Yeah. We're, we're, we're naturally resist things. I think that's because that's the world's way of protecting you so that you don't jump before you look. You know what I mean? We're naturally like, I I have to check this out. So when there's high emotion, you're naturally going to get resistance from people. Like I can't come in at that time. Why do you need all these things? How come you're asking me so many questions? Why is this taking so long? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're getting that resistance because they don't feel like they're talking to the right person. What I want people to hear is why I want to help you lower emotion is because when we know when people are in a rational state, they're very flexible things sound better to them when they're not emotional. When they're emotional, they can't help but say, that's not gonna work, I can't do that. But when they're in a good emotional state, a positive emotional state, then they're like, oh, I I get personal time. So I can take time off to have my surgery when I do that, or I can use my vacation time. Whereas if they're in a high emotional state and you suggested that, they might say, you're you're nuts. I'm not using my vacation, you know what I mean? They give you a hard time. And when they do that, you have to say, What have have I done to either raise their emotion or what what have I done that maintains their emotion? Mm -hmm. Because I'm certainly not bringing it down. And And the reason why I'm bold here, Maddie, why I'm saying this is because I do not believe, I do not believe that any patient calls any office to not get what they want. They called because they were excited to call. They were calling because they thought these, I saw them on the web, or maybe they heard one of their podcasts, or maybe there was an advertisement, but they thought to themselves, these are the people that are going to solve my problem. And then I got a sourpuss on the other end of the line. Yes. You know what I mean? Or somebody who's maybe just too official, you know, just too much to the facts and forgets that you're dealing with an emotional person on the other end of the line. But I believe everybody who calls, wants to appoint.
0: Absolutely. And-
1: every, every one of them. Want, that's why I'm willing to talk to anybody who's willing to talk to me. Yes. I'll take as much time as I need. We'll we'll figure out whether it's a good fit or not.
0: You yeah. know what I mean?
1: O- o- over the course of the conversation, we'll determine like, oh, you know what? This probably isn't going to work. But yeah. you know what? That doesn't happen enough for me to change the way that I would instruct you to do it. Right. Um. Part of it is, is I have my own I have years of consulting on this single single issue but 10 years ago my wife is a physician uh, here in atlanta and she decided i'm going off on my own i want my own practice and i'm like you know in 10 years ago you might remember was not a great economic time to start a new business and i always wanted her to do it but i thought oh gosh now you want to do this and I'm like, you know what, honey, I will support you 10,000% if you would do it the way that I would ask a dentist to open up their own practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit different because insurance works differently on yeah. the medical side than it does on the, um, but you said cash pay patients. So I know why you might want to attract them. Yeah. Um, but But the point of me saying this is that she is a totally fee for service medical office It is not concierge. It's not a bourgeois come smell me. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to join. It's not like that. You just pay for your service when you come there. Yeah. Um, and so we have these kind of conversations every day. Yeah. Um, she also charges by the hour, which is unusual, but people want time with the dentist. Yes. I- I'm sorry, with the physician and she wants time to answer questions. And so, but I can, if you're willing to pay for it, Yes, kind of the way that it works. Yeah. You want my advice. Um, and, and again, people thought she was out of her mind 10 years ago. And I said, no, no, if we do this right, if we do this right, I'll show you how to market your practice. You're not going to have a problem. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is 10 years ago, she was by herself. Today, she has three associates.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I don't have a waiting room. I don't have a waiting room of people, a reception room of people waiting to see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife does. Yeah, absolutely. She has a reception room of people waiting to see her and yes. a list of people who are trying to get appointments. Yeah. So, so, So we know if we do it right, we know if we do it right, people will make the right choice for themselves. And when your patient makes the right choice for themselves, our life is so much easier. Yes. So much that's, easier. Yeah.
0: Man. Oh uh, yeah. We love this topic. And it's uh gosh, I, I I should have started at the beginning with the cost of it, and which I am gonna when we get together next month, I'm gonna draw up. Let's let's just put a rough estimate to how much this phone problem is costing you and start there because I think that's what gets people's attention. But uh well, I, I promised to make this snappy. I think we're 30 minutes in. So I have a I have some other great questions wow. which we'll have to. We'll have to do another episode if you're up for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, tell the folks who are coming to the program. I'm I'm excited to travel to Dallas uh, and get their questions because people like it when they can stump the speaker. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, it's I don't like to use the role play word, but I'll yeah. be the I'll be you and you be the patient. Yes. You know what I mean? And and we'll have a little mano mano. Yes. Go
0: absolutely. Back and
1: forth. Uh, But my point is, is, and the reason why I'm comfortable with that is because it's not what I have to say. It's the technique. Yes. It's the technique that works. And the technique will have your patients like who they're talking to. And it'll have your patients feel like I'm making the right decision. I've got to go to this office.
0: Yep, absolutely. And I, I, I know I said, we're wrapping up, but you made me think of, I, I may have mentioned this to you before, I spoke to a practice uh, out west and he was saying, yeah, I, you know, people they're just they're just looking for the lowest cost provider because they call my office and they ask the front desk, "How much for a self-pay sleeve?" and my staff tells them 14.9 and they say, "Thank you very much," and hang up. So we're just losing. And you know, we didn't get into the weeds of it, but what I know from our research is Some of the clinics in the country charging some of the highest rates are doing way more volume than people charging less so i'm sorry but everyone who drives up to your clinic drives up in a vehicle it's not the cheapest vehicle in the world it's something above that so no i'm sorry no one is making this decision purely on price and I know you're, you're gonna have some great things to share about, oh yeah, people calling saying, how much is it? You don't just throw out the dollar figure and let them decide, That's I'm, I know that's not the answer and I know you've got some great stuff on yeah, that. If I,
1: if I can just give you guys a quick, a quick tip here yeah, because it's very common. I think number one, we should expect people who are just shopping around. We should expect it today because they can, it's very easy to, to do that. And so you're right, they hear a number, and I don't care what number you say, it's gonna to be too much. Yes. Because dentistry, surgery, um, flowers, <laughs> getting your car washed, it's always more expensive than you think it's it's going to be. And so the, the problem with the way that you describe the phone was being answered is that it's that silence. It's like it's 14.9. I think it's too much, so I'm just going to hang up, right? Because it's always too much. Everyone thought it was going to be a lot less than that. So the tip that I'll give you is, I think it's okay to quote fees. However, fees should always be quoted in a range. You know what I'm saying? I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's exactly appropriate in the Mm -hmm. type of surgery that you just asked Mm -hmm. me. But usually, because people will call a dental office and say, how much is a crown? And the reality is there's a lot of different kinds of crowns. Yep. You know what I mean? And we don't even know if that's what you need. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So what I always instruct is to say, um, gosh, you know, uh, if, if you're looking for a crown, we offer a wide variety of crowns. Yep. And so crowns in our office can run anywhere from X to X. But after you give the range, you have to have a follow up question. Yes. Because you don't want that dead air at the end of the at the end of it because they don't know what to you know what I mean? So we have to remember, it's not, it's not what they ask or what they say, it's really what they want. And what they want is to get along with you and talk with you. So, so you say, oh, if, you, if you're looking to have a surgical procedure in our office, you know we offer a lot of different procedures to solve this problem for our patients. Yes. So depending on what you and the doctor choose together, that surgery could run anywhere from X to this. And Ms. Jones, see, it's gotta be a quick follow-up. Yes. Ms. Jones, how does that sound to you? Ask them that question and more than likely anticipate they're going to say too much because they never go. Is that all? They, they They don't say that. They always go, that's too much. And they say, well, you know what? If now you're in a conversation with the patient, if you're just calling around looking for fees, you know what? Ours might sound like it's a lot higher than what other people are charging. But what I'm wondering is, is what did they tell you about the procedure that they recommended? And now you're gonna hear crickets. Yes. And it, it's, a, but, but again, we have to anticipate, you know what, sounds like maybe they never describe or perhaps they only have one way to do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause our doctor wouldn't mind having you come in for a few minutes and taking a quick look at you. You, you know what I mean? And then Absolutely. that way the two of you can decide together what's, what's the best procedure for you. Cause we, we, we solve this problem a lot of different ways. Absolutely. The, the is if I'm talking to the patient I'm helping them like me. If I am not asking them questions and I'm not in a conversation with them, there's no way they can like me. There's no way. We're just human beings just aren't aren't built that way. So the quick tip is, always in a range, always quote fees in a range, and always have that follow up question because you want to stay in the conversation. Right. That right there, I think, was worth the price of
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely everyone just got their money's worth for the podcast because you're, you're right. Someone calls and says, How much is this surgery? You give the price with no context. No, because if you followed up with a question and say, And also, Samantha, how much weight are you looking to lose? And then Samantha has she will have a number. Oh, I want to lose 50 right. pounds, I want to lose 200 pounds. And no matter what her answer, you say, Ah, well, actually, you know, we have non surgical programs that start at $250 a month, and we have. There's other, you know, then you get into having an opportunity to say, oh, I'm sorry, the other places aren't talking about a comprehensive program, because that's what we do here. If you're just shopping for the lowest place to go get a surgery, you're right.
1: might sound high if that's all you're looking for, but we're not certain that's what you really need. Absolutely. And so Uh, now the patient feels like, well, then you, now you care about me. And no, they didn't discuss any of these things. I, I hear that a lot where they just said, no, that's what I needed. It would be the same thing if you called a hotel and said, I I need a room, I'm coming in on these dates, I'm wondering what the price is, $4 million. I'm not going to stay there. But if they say, well, depending on what you choose, we have rooms that go from this range, and then that range, and if you include breakfast, it goes a little bit higher. I'm wondering what sounds good to you. Yes.
0: That is just a home run. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Okay, well, I'm going to let you get to the rest of your day. I know you've, you've got a full schedule, so thanks for spending time this morning. And I so look forward to to seeing you next month,
1: yeah, yeah, we're going to have a great time. i'm I'm really looking forward to it,
0: okay. thanks, Larry.